Podcast. And happy Friday, Acme Army. It is week six, and the Green Bay Packers are taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Who you got? Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Aaron Jones, Ronald Jones, the defense versus the offense. We're going to take a look at it all. Check it. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. It's a Friday. Feeling like it's uh, the greatest day we've had in, man, a month almost. Man, that's the longest bye week we've had. But we are approaching one of the greatest games of the season. Tom Brady, watch your P's and Q's, bud. Eric, up in the North Woods, how we doing today? Well, very special morning. It's always special uh, or something. Uh, the first time you wake up and look out the window and there's snow on the ground. <laughs> so it, uh, yeah, it is, uh, it's winter. Uh, fortunately, it's all melted off, and so yard work can continue. Uh, but uh, uh, feeling really excited. Uh, like you said, the bye week just seems to take forever, and it's uh, when you do have to set out a week to come back and, and have a, a marquee matchup like the Bucks and the Packers. Can't wait. Uh, I, yeah, I got those butterflies, those pregame butterflies right now that are it's so exciting. But before we get into the Packers and the Bucks, let's dive into a little bit of NFL news that I, I really feel like is going to have some implications as the season wears on. Right now, Indy closed for COVID. Now they reopened this morning. They found the tests were uh, false positives, but same thing happened with the Browns. Odell was sent home. They retested, and uh, they came back negative. So Falcons are all clear now. Their facility's open. And then late this morning, New England pops up with another test positive. So is that going to be a false positive? I don't know, but it seems like there's an undercurrent of COVID closings that uh, we could be facing in the future. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I think at this point, we're almost destined to add an extra week to cover some of these uh, non-buys. It's, I think it's likely at this point that that's going to happen. Uh, good news there, uh, potentially at least, is that uh, the Packers may in fact get a second bye week uh, to, to get healthy. Um, it's, a, it's a problem. Yeah, and once that, you open that door, how do you close it Yeah, from week 19? Well, I think it's interesting. I think it's interesting. They talked about you know a playoff bubble. That's that's something I don't think any Packer fan or football fan is going to be opposed of if it ensures that we have a solid playoffs and a Super Bowl because we don't want this season cut short for any reason, right? Absolutely not. Uh, the the thing that I just think that's it's so much harder. You know, when you got a thirteen man roster in the NBA. Uh, to get in a bubble um, mm-hmm. when you're talking 53 with an expanded uh, practice squad yeah. and 20 coaches on a roster yeah. just seems awfully hard to a bubble, but you got to tip your cap uh, to the NBA. Mm-hmm. Fabulous job. Yeah, they they, they ran the whole deal without a positive. That's amazing. Yeah. Now the ratings uh, went down the toilet pretty quickly, but good job keeping everybody healthy. Other big news. I'm glad it's all over. Le'Veon Bell signed with the Chiefs. Green Bay Packers fans no longer have to question, hey, what would the Green Bay Packers look like with Aaron Jones and Le'Veon Bell in the backfield? <laughs> we can put that to rest. He's with the Chiefs. The rich get richer, but onward from him. 
Well, uh, you and I talked on the phone the other day about potential destinations for Le'Veon Bell. And the, the comment I made then was, you know, isn't it kind of nice that Green Bay really didn't even come into the, uh, didn't even come into the conversation. Um, we're set. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and bringing in somebody who I don't think was, uh, was, was even a possibility, but when's the last time you felt set, you know, with, with Irvin and Williams and Jones, and you got the rookie Dylan there. We were, uh, we're pretty well stocked at it, running back at this point. Begs the whole question. Why do we continuously look? Why are articles often written? Why do we always need to speculate on who we can trade for in the middle of the season? Who should we have drafted? I mean, we're great on all positions. Our depth is fantastic. Our offensive line. We're in great position. And they're going to have their work cut out for them this weekend, yeah, even without uh, Vita Vea. Yeah, they are. Well, let's get into it, Eric. Week six. Wow. Uh, I think from an injury standpoint, Green Bay is probably on the losing end of this because Tampa Bay seems to be coming back pretty healthy. But to start, Kevin King with a quad injury did not practice the last two days, Eric. How does that impact us? Uh, well, it's significant. Um, the the sort of, and it'll be interesting sort of to contrast how Lafleur uh, decides uh, how to replace people on the offensive line. He's get the best guy there, no matter who has to move. I'm wondering if he's going to do the same thing in the secondary. Uh, Chandon Sullivan has been playing fantastic football of covering the slot. Uh, he might be the logical replacement to go outside and handle uh, Kevin King's responsibility. Uh, we saw last week uh, uh, Josh Jackson just doesn't seem up to the job. I thought the youngster, uh, Kadar Holman, did a very nice job. Maybe he's going to be the guy outside if you leave Sullivan inside. I think we're going to leave Sullivan inside. I, I, I like Kadar Holman's chances of making some plays. We're going to need help so, over the top because, you know, you're going to have Jair covering up Godwin on one side, I would suspect. But Mike well, Evans is going to be a challenge, and I think at our whole minute by it. Physically, I think he suits up with them just fine. Yeah. Absolutely. The uh, the other way of, of uh, combating losing a starting outside corner uh, is, is potentially uh, more safeties on the field, which is entirely possible. Yeah. Um, uh, both of our uh, starters uh, are capable of, of covering. I think that um, the uh, uh, youngster Savage can play anywhere on the field. Really uh, he's got the speed and ball skills. It'll be very interesting to see how Lafleur chooses uh, to cover up that fairly large hole uh, that we're going to have in our secondary. Yeah, yeah. And uh, also on defense, Matravius Adams, he's out with a neck injury. Ah, neck injuries, I don't like those. I mean, that, that has a double edge for me. Does that mean that when Kenny Clark, we come back for the first game and he's going to be playing an extensive amount of snaps? You know, how much is how much are we going to get out of Lancaster in the rotation and in Lowry? To, I don't know. Well, the the fortunate thing there is we've had an awful lot of success uh, in, in the last uh, year, at least I should say last year, um, with on multiple passing downs, uh, putting Zadarius Smith in with Kenny Clark as the two down linemen. Yeah. And so if you're able to do some of that, because we got further depth now, depth, excuse me, with uh, with Clark Ramsey and the uh, rookie Garvin 
uh, also uh, looking interesting, that perhaps that's a way to keep uh, Lancaster and Lowry fresh so that yeah. they're helpful replacements um, and rotation. Yeah. Yeah, and Gary's still limited. He's been limited the last two practices, and it's an ankle injury. How many how many snaps are you expecting out of Gary? I don't know if I'm expecting a huge amount, but I sure would be happy with 25 solid 100% rushes. Uh, that would be uh, that would be fine, and it's so difficult to really understand unless you're plugged in to the organization and have access to the doctors. What does this really mean? Are they just resting him um, to give him an extra three days? He's uh, his responsibilities are are um, he understands them. Um, he even though he's such a young player, uh, given his role on the team, whether it's inside or or, or setting an edge. I don't know that missing practice uh, is going to hurt him that much. Uh, it could be that he's just not ready to go, too. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, Mercedes Lewis, we're going to be without him for another week. I, you know, Thursday, uh, was it a rest day? He usually gets Thursdays off, but a knee injury for a 13-year vet doesn't bode well for us. And luckily no, enough, but we... What it what it does do, though, is it gives us an opportunity to start plug, plugging in some more of our toys. Mm -hmm. You know, are we going to see more Sternberger this week? Uh, Big Bob Tanyan obviously has uh, played extremely well. Touchdowns in the last three games, three in the last game alone. Um, I think we're okay there. Yeah. Um, I, I'd, I'd much rather, you know, not have Mercedes Lewis in the tight end group than not have Devontae Adams in the wide receiver group. Sure, but with DeGuara going on IR, we just all of a sudden are – position we were so excited about and I mean listen we spent a lot of time talking about how much this tight end group was impressing us and we we're excited for it and suddenly we're at 50 percent you know and, and and I'm dreaming of Evan Bayless stepping back up off the practice squad but that's not going to happen you know he's gone so no but we have been getting some contribu uh, contributions out of love it the fullback slash h-back slash tight end um blocking another guy yeah, blocking motion. I, Absolutely. And nobody, he's no, good. yeah, but nobody's worried about him. I, yeah, I'm not gonna bash him. We'll, we'll see. But piggybacking on that, we have Tyler Irvin out with a wrist, has not practiced. That's gonna that affect hurts us. A bit. I mean, that's really yes. gonna affect us. You know, watching Tampa Bay, and we'll get into this later. I'm sorry, but watching Tampa Bay, they they haven't faced offenses that have the motion that we have and not having Tyler Irvin. Hey, maybe that open, uh, opens up those opportunities for Taylor. But uh, it, uh, it also, it also, you know, and, and I have not seen anything uh, as far as the activations for, uh, for uh, EQ or Kamal Martin. We have mm -hmm. open roster spots to do that. Um, but EQ has done the jet motion in the past uh, both as a decoy and as uh, yeah. as taking uh, taking the handoff. Yeah, um, you know, it just seems like wh whoever we don't have, um, we replace them with an entirely different position group, yeah. and it opens up all sorts of new problems for a defense. Yeah. I just so, really like Malik Taylor. I you know he's my new man crush because uh, at six two and you got the wheels that he's got. Uh, him as a decoy is fantastic. But when you're six two and you move like that, that's a heck of a body to try and tackle, right? Those strides are longer. Those cornerbacks are swinging and missing. I, I'm, I'm excited about him. But Tyler Irvin being gone definitely affects us. Moving on to the Tampa Bay injury list. This is a pretty extensive list. Arians this morning 
had said that everybody's going to be pretty healthy. But just a quick rundown here. Levante David, he's been limited and rested, I'm sure, with a knee injury. You have Evans, Fournette, and LaShawn McCoy limited with ankle injuries. Gronkowski with a shoulder injury. Godwin, here's the big one, the hamstring injury. All we need is a speedster to, you know, stretch it a little too bit on that sideline, and, and that changes the game. JPP, he's got a knee, and the defensive backs, they're banged up in the secondary. For young secondary already, that Aaron Rodgers is going to be able to, you know, wet his lips on. We got Jordan Whitehead, that safety, did not practice. Two sacks. They got a lot of sacks out of their secondary. Carlson Davis, abdomen, uh, missing his 18 tackles. And Winfield, you know, Winfield, he's not injured, but, gosh, two sacks on the year as well for for young safeties. It's interesting looks. Yeah, interesting looks. He doesn't have an interception, but, you know, they, they made that cute story about, boy, father and son intercepting Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> come on now. Not going to happen. Yeah, come on now. But that's a pretty big list right there. And for some of the older guys, like JPP having a, a, a knee injury and limited, he's got four sacks on the season. He's going against Bakhtiari. And he's going to be going against Billy Turner. And He's going against who? Bakhtiari? <laughs> ever, he's, Bakhtiari. Uh, Never heard of him. Never heard of him. He plays tackle in the NFL? Yeah. Have you ever been to a Pro Bowl? Have you read the All-Pro teams yet? That's... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, in, in sort of an answer back to that, Jamal Williams uh, yesterday pointing out the difference between Rodgers and Brady, he said, at least our quarterback knows when it's fourth down. <laughs> like, well, you know, we don't need to provide bulletin board material, yeah, but it yeah. is funny. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, with those injuries, you, it, it begs a lot of questions now. But really, you know, how we see this game unfolding, it's going to affect it. But players to watch out of Green Bay. Who is one of your players you're excited to watch in this game? Well, again, a couple we, we just mentioned. Um, our our, our uh, EQ St. Brown and uh, Kamal Martin are going to be activated and actually play. Um, it seems like they're both practicing in full. Uh, and in that case, uh, I think, especially with Lazard being down for the, you know, the immediate future, um, EQ brings, um, he's faster, um, same size, uh, he, he brings an element that, that's missing without Lazard. Um, I, I don't know whether, you know, you mentioned uh, last podcast about Rogers saying you have to do it in practice. And that's, that's, that's true. And I'm just curious how much of a motivating factor to get him back going um, that actually is because uh, he's been tooting uh, St. Brown's um, potential uh, and, and the way he likes his work ethic uh, since he made the roster. Um, be interesting there. Kamal Martin, uh, and I, I just get a sense for unexplained reasons, but that Barnes and Kamal Martin um, may be our, our inside linebacking crew of the future. And uh, just getting a chance to see what Kamal Martin can do with yeah. live bullets. You know, no preseason. We only got to hear about the great hits and the great coverage, all of it um, through reporters watching it on the sideline. Yeah. I want to see it in a game. Mm -hmm. um, so no, those I two, agree. those yeah. two for sure, and then you know, then the obvious, you know, the return of Devonte Adams. Um, there isn't anybody in the league that can cover him uh, with one player. Uh, I had questions for you when we talked 
you know, you're, you're bringing him up now. There's been times when Devontae Adams is not in the game plan, he's been injured, then he comes back, and what did he do that one game? 13 targets, the first game back. Well, um, you know, what did he have, 14 in, in the first game of the year this year? I, I guess I, I understand what you're saying. I, I You know, the, putting that kind of workload on him, but – you know, Rodgers is going to throw to the open guy. The workload so does that change, yeah, the flow and the tempo that we've seen in the last few games without him, you know, because. Yeah, well, that flow and the tempo in game one versus the Queens was, uh, I certainly like the way that flowed, uh, at least yeah. on the offensive side. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So many toys, only 60 yeah. minutes to use them all. Yeah. Can't wait. Yeah. Well, I, I'm interested in seeing how could our Holman place because the more I read the more I listen to Kevin King being out uh, Chandon Sullivan I, I love him just because he's a ball hawk and he's proven to be a ball hawk and if you're going against Mike Evans I'd love to see him and some you know help over the top whether that's Amos or Savage but could our Holman if we're going to get him in for a whole game to play in in, in place of Kevin King we've been talking about him too much you Kudos to you, you know, it seems years ago you were talking about KB and Ento and Kadar Holman as these guys that are potential future key pieces for the secondary in Green Bay. I'm excited to see him. Um, uh, definitely excited to see Holman play. You mentioned Ento, which uh, you and I have talked about this any number of times. It's just bizarre to me. You got a guy um, who was a wide receiver in college. Yeah. Uh, we turn him into a, a defensive back. Um, he's injured all of last year, doesn't play. Injured this spring, goes on uh, <clears throat> with with an out-for-the-year injury. And we put him on our 53. Here's a guy that no other team in the league had any tape on. He has no game time. Uh, yet we kept him on the 53 in order to uh, make sure that we uh, keep him on the roster. You can't put him on injured reserve before uh, keeping him on the 53. Why? Why do you, you know, what uh, just makes me very curious as to what we see in him? Because that's a, that's a pretty special designation for a team to make. Yeah, Goody's just stocking the Christmas tree early, you know. Love him. Who's going to claim a guy who's never played? Who's <laughs> you know, it just does There's more to it. Uh, we may never know what it is, but I just find yeah. it fascinating. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I'm excited about Malik Taylor. But the biggest thing, so I, I spent it. Uh, my wife was rolling her eyes. I've spent an obsessive amount of time watching the all 22 games for Tampa Bay. And I'm excited to see Kenny Clark back on the defensive line, Preston or Gary left or right. Now, if we have Gary, I would love to see him going against, you know, Tristan Wirfs as much as possible because Tristan Wirfs after his, his first push, He's, you know, against the Broncos. This no-name edge was getting up on the side. It wasn't Bradley Chubb. And putting pressure on him. Rashard Gary, much faster than, you know, what Tristan Wirfs has, has been facing. But Zadarius Smith, line, uh, be, uh, allowing to float in the interior and rushing against Alex Kappa. And Ryan Jensen is a good center, but uh, Ali Marpet is the other guard. Those guys were real susceptible on some pass rush and some inside moves. So Zadarius Smith 
might have another three, four sack game because that interior pressure, where's Tom Brady going? He's going somewhere. Yeah, that's right. And that's, that's, that's key. And we talked about that in the last podcast that, that that's how you affect Brady is, is rush up the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, the outside stuff uh, he's able to deal with. He typically gets rid of the ball fairly quickly anyways, yeah. but he's going down when people are looking at him. If he's getting pressure up the middle, mm-hmm. that's a great point. Um, and that'd be really fun to watch uh, playing most of the season so far without Kenny Clark uh, just really robs our defense of a significant amount of their, their actual identity mm-hmm. kind of really looking forward to see what we can do. Yeah. Yeah. And also Welcome back. Big man. <laughs> yeah. Z what, what message you got for us this week, big baby <laughs> Billy Turner against Shaq Barrett as well. Um, Shaq Barrett. I didn't, we didn't mention him last week. We were, or last time we were talking about JPP. Uh, but Shaq Barrett, the guy is is fast. He is very similar to Rashawn Gary in his speed. But 18 tackles, three sacks on the season. Um, Billy Turner's going to swallow him up. So uh, I'm excited. It's a see great him. test for him too. Yeah, because they, they have a formidable pass rush duo. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Barrett on the on one side and 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 with uh, JPP on the other. Yeah. That's 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 good players. Yeah, well, and, but William Golston, who's replaced – oh, gosh, I, I, I have to mention this. If anybody out there, if you have Game Pass and you watch the All-22, the behind-the-goalpost view of Vita Vea next to Ndamukong Sue, it is like <laughs> big baby and little baby. I mean, it is amazing how much space Vita Vea took up. His replacement, William Goldston, is is one of those good pressure guys, and thank goodness we got Corey Lindsley, and we got guards like Alex Light and Elton Jenkins that are going to be, you know, putting the stop. Patrick, uh, I'm sorry, Patrick was yeah. Um, I was getting Alex Light. I always go off on that tangent. Anyway, he gone. Yeah. Thank you. Well, they always combined into one player for me. That's how I had to memorize them. <laughs> uh, you know, but uh, JPP just to mention, you know, four sacks, two forced fumbles. He looks big and lumbering and slow. He's got a little juice, but he is a guy that's so long, you know, those forced fumbles big. He crashes a pocket. Good. So we got some things to, to work on, but nothing we're not going to be ready for, especially David Bakhtiari. Boy, oh, boy. Um, what else did you have for players you were excited to see in matchups? Well, you know, it's, it's of course, as is always done in the NFL, it's being billed as Brady versus Rodgers and, Obviously, they don't play against each other. Um, it's only the third time uh, that they'll be lacing them up and going against each other. And just going back to Monday's podcast, I just want to sort of roll this in here to to make my uh, well-reasoned position uh, even more obvious. Um, <laughs> so 2014, uh, billed as the Super Bowl preview, mm-hmm. Brady versus Rodgers. Uh, Packers win. Close game. Packers win. Uh, it's now looking more and more like a New England Patriot Green Bay Packers Super Bowl. But we had to travel to Seattle for the championship game to get to the Super Bowl. Uh, tie game on the uh, Mason Crosby field goal, tied it at the end, goes to overtime. We never touch the ball. Um, Seattle goes on to the Super Bowl. We don't. Uh, one and four team. I, I would be still much happier with Minnesota at two and three and Seattle at four and one. That's getting that in the back window. Um, so <laughs> moving along. <laughs> uh, damn, damn. Uh, well, I, I was, uh, I wanted to talk about some of the offensive advantages 
that we have against them, and I touched on it earlier, but really this defense of Tampa Bay has not seen an offense with the kind of motion this year. And I love the def- uh, the linebackers. I love David Levante, and I love uh, Devin White. We have so much motion in that whole illusion of complexity. These guys haven't. So when I say uh, they're a great run defense, they're 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 fast moving. We just have matchups, especially on the flanks, because you'll have either Levante or Devin that are rushing on the inside on, on a lot of plays. They're, they're getting after it. And those, you know, those flats are open. So uh, I think we got that advantage on those quick, you know, as fast as Aaron's getting that ball out, especially over the sidelines with Jones, Jamal. Gosh, if we saw Dylan get a ball out there on the sideline. I mean, it's, that, that's where I saw a lot of areas in, in, in teams getting good yardage on Tampa Bay well with Levante David and Devin Bush you have you know uh, uh, probably the best set uh, of inside linebackers uh, in the league fortunately for us a little bit it sounds like uh, David's uh, hampered a little bit uh, but you're absolutely right and, and, and Rogers is getting rid of the ball quick and that's yeah. key um, because those guys those guys are, are sideline to sideline guys both of them mm-hmm. uh, and that makes things very difficult in the middle yeah. Uh, if you get them rushing and can get rid of the ball, there's big holes. There's big holes for uh, for Tanyan. Yeah. There's big holes for Sternberger. Mm-hmm. There's big holes for wide receivers um, when we do that uh, two and three screen um, crossing oh, yeah. patterns. Oh, yeah. it's, it's there. Some of those some of those take a little bit more time. And, and uh, De- Devin White has asked to be unleashed. Um, he isn't rushing the quarterback uh, as much as he'd like. And he's made it public that that's, uh, that's what he's uh, uh, hoping to accomplish this weekend. So that's going to be a really great matchup um, yeah. in covering those guys. So here, here, here's, a, here's a good game plan. Blitz Aaron Rodgers as much as you can. <laughs> the guy's like got that. The, he's got the highest percentage of completions uh, uh, you know, when being blitzed in the league right now at 93.9, I, I believe his rating is. It's going to be fun to watch. Um, I'm guessing that they're going to hope that they get pressure with their front four and try to sit back. That seems like, that seems like the smarter play. Um, but, you know, no one, no, one has, no one stopped us this year. Yeah. And, and they, have, they have a capable uh, – Bulls is a very capable D.C. And mm-hmm. um, we'll see. It's going to be yeah. fun to watch, uh, watch he and Lafleur match wits. Yeah, well, Bulls has got a good history, so – He's going to be a hell of a challenge, no doubt. Now let's move over to the other side. Defensive advantages that we might have against their offense. Um, Two words, Kenny Clark. Yeah, well, that's my first point. Is run, I mean, if we can hold Ronald Jones, and I refuse to call him Rojo. <laughs> Not going there. But he's had, you know, 200-plus yard games the last two games. we got to hold him. He, 80 yards would be great, and if if we can have somebody matched up and tackling him, like I mentioned earlier, and Chris Barnes, I uh, don't like to see his shoulder injury tweaking him at all on the on the on the injured list. But Chris Barnes is a sure tackler, and Ronald Jones is a guy that gets a heck of a lot of yards after first contact. Yeah, he's leading the league in yards after contact this year. I think he has 
think I read 209 yards after contract yeah. of this year. See, this Very is impressive. How, this is how we complement one another. See, you got great stats. I'm just watching the film and going, man, this guy bouncing off another guy. He's bouncing off another guy. <laughs> he's, he, uh, he's a guy that we need to contain. Well, interestingly enough, just to kick in a little one here, do you know who led the league in uh, yards after contact last year? Surprised the crap out of me. None other than our very own Aaron Jones. Uh, you look at his size. Uh, he doesn't seem like the, uh, you know, the Eddie Lacy guy who's going to get an extra 20 dragging four dudes. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> no. Jones is an extremely tough young man. Yeah, well, do they count one of the contacts while he's bursting through the line? Because uh, when a defensive lineman gets a hand on him or a linebacker gets a hand on him, just he, fly, he, he really does make an acceleration through that line that, well, you bring that up has a, not shown on film. So, uh, You bring up a really great point with Jones and, and, uh, and, and Barnes being a capable tackler. He certainly has been. Um, for the most part, the rest of the defense hasn't. That has yeah. been one of our biggest problems is is tackling, and if if if, if they can square that situation away a little bit better, um, this defense has the potential to go uh, to be a lights out kind of defense, uh, a much much more competent, turn the ball over to Aaron Rodgers more often. I think we might be either leading the league or very close to leading the league in forcing three and outs, which to me is amazing, uh, surprising, I should say. Um, those those extra opportunities to turn the ball over uh, to Aaron Rodgers and have their defense sit on the field, drive after drive after drive, pays big dividends in the second half and in the fourth quarter more particularly. Yeah, that's a, that's a huge advantage. And the other thing about our defense that's that's really been um, somewhat surprising uh, is is the uh, we're forcing teams to go on seven, eight minute drives, um, which is, it's not good that they're, that they're, you know, continuing those drives. Mm -hmm. However, they're having to earn yeah. everything that they get. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's, that's a good formula and we're doing it shorthanded. Mm -hmm. We're starting to round back into, uh, into health and, and, and we'll see what we get out of the young guys. We know what we got in Barnes so far. Yeah. If, if Kamal Martin can come in and be the player that he hope he is, we hope he is. Mm -hmm. um, that's a huge change uh, in the, in the middle. Well, we could, uh, yeah, we have so much fun uh, things to talk about in the off season because with that cap shrinking, Christian Kirksey, we could see a Kamal Martin, Chris Barnes decade for the Packers. Wouldn't that be fun? That certainly would be. Well, and that certainly alleviates a lot of the draft talk. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we don't have to hear about Patrick Queen anymore. Yeah. Um, we don't have to hear about any of that stuff anymore if you got him, and yeah. maybe we're lucky. Yeah. yeah, and I don't want to hear about Kenny Stills needing to be on the Green Bay Packers as well, all right? We end that discussion. <laughs> Kenny Stills, nah, he's not a Green Bay Packer. Anyway, no. let's move on to our predictions, Eric. Uh, we've been rattling on here for a good 30 minutes, and I know your prediction is going to be interesting. So I'm going to go first this week because you've uh, cashed in with some real, uh, real easy score predictions, and I put a lot of thought in this one. I I went through drive counts for their last three games. I went through probabilities, and uh, I think it's really going to come down to a couple key team turnovers who I'm anticipating my player of the game to be Jair Alexander uh, with one pick and one sack. And 
I think we're going to really handle it to uh, uh, throttle them, really, between the 20s. And our red zone is the only thing that concerns me, so I'm throwing up a couple of field goals for us. But my prediction, bold as can be, 34-27 Green Bay Packers. Well, I, too, have given this a great deal of thought. Um, <laughs> and uh, based on the diagrams that I drew myself, <laughs> I come out at, surprisingly, for the fifth time this year, <laughs> 37-24 Green Bay. Um, one, uh, one interesting stat is we, we have performed very well on fourth down with the exception of fourth and ones. Uh, we're, we've yeah. not, not done well there. We've done well on fourth down, just not the fourth and ones. And we mentioned in the last, uh, the last podcast, you know, is this going to be uh, A.J. Dillon's uh, domain going forward? Uh, that was a suggestion that I made. Now seeing some national press uh, suggesting exactly what we mentioned mm-hmm. a few days ago, that, uh, that A.J. Dillon may be the answer. And he very well, you know, uh, yeah. 250 pounds of solid muscle to get one yard. Um, Couldn't agree more. And so uh, red zone, outside of the fourth and ones, uh, we're all right. Um, we're putting numbers up at, histor- at a historic pace. Um, I don't see that stopping. Um, I, at some point, we're likely to lay an egg. Everybody does. Yeah. I don't think it's this week. Yeah. And I think that you're going you're gonna to see – even though there's a mutual uh, respect uh, between Brady and Rodgers, uh, there's nothing more. There's nobody more competitive in the NFL than Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And there's nothing more like hanging another Tom Brady pelt on his belt. It's <laughs> probably the last time, unless we see him in the playoffs. Yeah. You know, maybe the last time those guys get a chance to square off. And, yeah. and, and believe me, Aaron Rodgers is going to come out um, ready to stoke. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't wait to see what we do between the 20s, Eric. I... I can't wait to see the play, plays that Lafleur devises. It's uh, <clears throat> it's football Friday, baby. Game on Sunday. Well, thank you everybody in the Agme Army for following us on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud. Hey guys, I appreciate you lending us an ear, but I gotta ask you for thirteen more seconds. If and when you're on Spotify or iTunes, give us a subscribe. And if you want to get real crazy, give us a rating. Just hit that five-star review. That will really help us come up on the searches when people go onto iTunes and Spotify looking for Packers podcasts. That will help us out a lot. We love you. Eric, what do you got? Final words. Well, it's just it is important to get that five-star rating. So both of you out there, make sure to give us those five stars. <laughs> Anyways, uh, it, uh, it started snowing and has stopped snowing during this call. I'm going to head back outside to do some outside work. Do Hope it. everyone has a great weekend. Um, I can't wait. It's like uh, it's like Christmas. It's almost like opening day again when you got to wait a week. <laughs> can't wait for Packer football. Everybody stay safe. And go Pack Go. That's it. We've done our duties. Job is done. Put on our chaplain. Blue note jazz, it'll shoo we do I